my podcast. I'm Jordan, if you've never met me. So today I am going to be talking about the future and having hope for the future since um, we're about to go into the new year. Um, So the concepts I'll be covering um, over this podcast are wisdom, patience, and compassion and how you can apply those concepts to your daily life and live by them in Christ. So I'm going to also go into why um, I'm calling this podcast Just Joe since this is the first episode. Um, So I wanted to create a podcast. I've been wanting to for a couple months now. Um, My sister inspired me to. We were in the car one day and she was like, you could totally pull this off. Like, you should you should try. Um, We were listening to Sadie Robertson's podcast. So shout out to her. Um, My favorite female influencer there is. If you need another podcast to listen to, I highly recommend that one because I look up to her so much. But we were listening to her in the car and my sister told me she was like I can see you doing this and that just got the ball rolling so here we are um I am calling it just Joe because I want this podcast to be a completely raw and unfiltered version of who I am and I'm gonna be sharing my faith that's the number one thing um I was originally really wanting it to be a faith-based podcast. So that's what it's going to be. And I am so excited to see what it will become. And I'm sure most of my listeners will be in my age group, kind of. I'm a junior in high school, so if you didn't know that. (laughs) But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get into it. So The first thing I'm going to talk about is just um, the future in general and how um, our perception of the future is different because we can understand that there's going to be days ahead of us, but we don't know what that's going to bring necessarily. So um, the key point in that is that humans are given the gift of knowing there's a future. However, we are blind in knowing what the future will be will bring. The Lord is the only one we can depend on who will be unshakable in the all-knowing concept of the future, of course. Um, I just love that because if you really think about it, like knowing that there's a future is a gift. Like it's truly a gift to know that you will wake up the next morning, though nothing is guaranteed, obviously. It's nice to know that there are days ahead of us, right? Now, God is almighty and he can give and take anything he wants, of course, but it's nice to know that there is a future if that is his will for us. So the first, um, I guess, segment I'm going to go into is having wisdom. If we just rest in knowing that God will give us wisdom if we seek it and run after it. It's truly such a joyful thing to realize. Um, 
The Bible compares wisdom to how sweet a honeycomb is in Proverbs. So I'm going to go into this verse, but basically it's talking about how um, just amazing, like, if, I mean, we've all had honey, right? How delicious it is and how, like, it's used as a healing, it's used as a healing, um, food it's used just in so many different things like honey is used so many places like it's one of the like exports we depend off of most like I think I read once that like two-thirds of our produce and like all of the goods in the world are um are because of like bees All of the food we eat, well, most of it, not all of it, but, like, a lot of the produce and the fruits and the vegetables and all of the whole foods we eat are there thanks to bees. (laughs) They pollinate and spread all of that around the world, so that's pretty cool, but bees are manufacturers of honey, and honey is a substance that's pure, and it's amazing in so many ways but let me get into the verse that was kind of a ramble but just interesting little tidbits I guess (laughs) um so Proverbs 24 verse 13 says eat honey for it is good and the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet for your taste know that wisdom is such to your soul if you find it there will be a future and your hope will not be cut off So, that's pretty cool. Um, This verse compares the sweetness of honey to what wisdom does for the soul. So, that's pretty interesting, right? Um, You don't need to fear the future when you know your hope is entrusted in God because the Lord will give you wisdom. It's promised um if you ask for it and seek for it so i just love all of that um for these next segments i have ways to apply um basically what i'm teaching but for this wisdom in particular i think the the main ways you can apply it and um i guess gather wisdom is through prayer And through reading scripture, those are the two main ways, um, the application in your life that you can use. Um, Next thing I'm going to talk about is patience slash hardship in the new year. So actually, I'm not sure when this podcast will be released. I'm still trying to figure out all the little things about it, but currently... um, I'm doing a recording today. I'm going to have to add the audio tomorrow. I'm going to have to just get it all set up. But I'm not sure if this is going to go out like beginning of January. That's my hope. But I know that this season is just so much change for so many people. And whether it's just a little bit of change you're experiencing in your life or huge amounts of change, um, it's just important to know that the year won't be perfect and don't let that be your expectation because I think most often we go into the new year and I'm sure it's already the new year. It's not for me yet because I'm recording this early, but 
when we go into the new year, a lot of our expectations are grand. And that's a good thing. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's great to have big goals and ambitious mindsets on what you're trying to accomplish in the new year. That's that's not what I'm saying. But um, our expectation to fail should be welcomed because we learn a lot more failing than we do when we're just kind of gliding. And what I mean by that is that failure teaches growth and it encompasses growth. So we got to be thankful for the failures as much as we are the victories, I guess. Victories should always be celebrated and we should be so thankful for them and praise the Lord for them. But um, failure should be just as much more like praised than um, our victories are. So I'm going to go into another verse about hardship. So hardship is going to happen. I mean, in everyone's life, uh, you're going to walk through the trial. It's going to happen. God um, walks through the trials with us because he knows that we will have to depend on him. It's a forced dependency. (laughs) Sometimes we need that because sometimes we can't depend on him on our own as well if we don't get a little bit of a push, I guess. Um, So sometimes that's what trials are used for. So this verse is Isaiah 43 verse 2 and it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you and through the rivers, they shall not, sorry, not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. So of course, this is a figurative verse. (laughs) It's talking about walking through the river and walking through the fire. Just anything trial you're experiencing, right? Um, God will be with you and he promises that it will not consume all of us if we are walking with him. So you go through trials so growth will be produced. That's why we should have gratitude when we walk before the fire because God is with us walking right beside us. He is walking right next to you because he is in your heart um we will fall at points it is an inevitable part of living in a sinful world but the beauty of that is that we get to be picked up and turned around by our savior he regrounds our feet when we can't stand so a great little tidbit i like to think of to kind of imagine that is when you're a kid and a toddler, you depend on your parents fully for basically everything. You can't really do much on your own. I mean, you can't even walk as a new little baby, right? It takes learning. <laughs> but we depend on our parents or our guardian, whatever you want to, who, whoever raises you, I guess. Um we depend on adults to literally pick us up and help us learn to walk. So God does the same for us because we are just human. We're going to fall and we certainly don't know everything and we certainly 
make dumb decisions and we there's just a lot of things that we have yet to know so that god will only know ever but i like to think of it like that that we're little toddlers and that god envisions us like that i wanted to talk about um a little study i'm doing i'm reading uh the Esther study by Beth Moore and I saw this quote the other day and I wrote it in the script for this because I was like this is an amazing quote but um Beth Moore is a mom and so she's talking about in this quote about how raising a child can be difficult when you see your child is getting into danger and that they're gonna have to learn on their own eventually so She says, one of the hardest parts of being a mother or a mentor is watching our children face a battle. We can't fight for them. If God is going to raise our children to be mighty warriors of the faith, he must teach them to fight. So sometimes God lets us um, make poor decisions because he knows we're going to learn how to fight because we're going to eventually come running back to him when we realize how stupid we were. But I completely love that just visual. Um, When we make mistakes, we're going to have to come running back to God and that will really make us stronger, better fighters. So I love that. Sometimes God tests us to teach us a new level of warfare and the best way to develop patience is to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. So sometimes when we're being called or led to do something we don't want to do necessarily, but we know in our heart that it's right and I guess that can go for anything like It can go for convictions, callings, um, yeah. The best way to develop patience and anything you don't really want to go through, I guess. Um, Anything that's hard, any hardship that's just a burden, right? Um, Is to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and understand that everything is being done for good in the future, so... That's everything on patience and hardship. So next, I am going into compassion. I think this is my favorite one, like for sure. Um, They're all great. I'm not saying one thing is better than the other. One fruit is better than the other, but I love compassion. It's just something that's really near to my heart. But I'm going to be reading Ephesians 4 verse 32. And this verse says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. This verse is like simple and it's to the point, but it's beautiful. It's just wonderful. Um, Tenderheartedness is truly something that is so compassionate and it's so others focused. That's why I love it so much. Um, compassion is recognizing the needs and the suffering, uh, how others are suffering and making an active decision to help them. Um, 
the Lord is compassionate towards us. So he leads by example, and therefore we should be compassionate towards other people. Um, an active way you can show compassion to other people is through being a good listener. Um, my sister and I were talking about this the other day. Um, it is just so important to be a good listener. Like, it's one skill I think that's kind of hard to remember at times and definitely hard to keep yourself accountable for, but it's just vital in being a good friend to others. Um, I think about, like, when I go out to lunch with a friend or I'm just trying to have a deep conversation with someone else. This is a very recent um, idea I've had, so um, I'm trying to incorporate it, so (laughs) I'm not perfect at it yet and I definitely like haven't been practicing it for long this idea I'm about to tell you but I think it's a great way to hold yourself accountable to being compassionate um it's limiting your eyes (laughs) and what I mean by that is when you talk about yourself you use the word I a lot right like I am going whatever whatever or like oh, I experienced or whatever, whatever. Um, You'd use the word I a lot when you're trying to describe yourself and describe what you've been through, describe what you're struggling with, describe your joys, your trials, your just everything, right? Um, Limiting your eyes when you're talking to someone else at, at the table or just anywhere, When you're trying to have a deep conversation with someone and get to know someone better, this especially goes for making friends, if you can limit your usage of eyes, you will find yourself being forced to be a good listener. Um, the, The times I've thought about this and tried to apply it in conversation, I've really seen an improvement in, like, how much information I can, like, gather about that person. And how much I'm able to like comprehend about them in that conversation that I had, right? So limiting your eyes is a great way to be a better listener. Um, here's another way, an active way you can be compassionate towards others. It is to not be so greedy of your calendar. And what I mean by this is that if we want to be selfless, the best way to do that is to have time and make time for people we want to pour into. Um, we're all busy. Like, I'm not saying clear every moment of your everyday. That's not what I'm saying. It's all about balance, right? But a great way to make time for people is to simply carve it out of your schedule. Um, That can be on weekends, that can be after school or after work or whatever. Um, I love spending my evenings with people. I know that's a super common thing, going out to lunch with people. Even if it's for just an hour, and I've learned this, if you even spend just a tiny bit of time with someone, that's better than nothing And it's more giving than giving nothing to that person. So, um, yeah, don't be so greedy of your time. And be welcoming of the idea of building relationships, you know, and prioritizing that. Next thing I'm going to say 
is, and I'm going to wrap it up soon, but an active way you can apply compassion to your life is to send a personal text to one of your friends to check up on them. This is super simple, and I know, like, a lot of high schoolers that are listening to this, they're probably like, oh, kindness week, like, that's all you're talking about. No, I I mean, I'm sure that's been talked about in kindness week at our high schools, but truly, like, one of the best ways, and I know, like, I was making fun of that because it's kind of a cliche thing, but it's literally, it's so important, right? When I, if I get a text from someone asking like how I am or what they can be praying for or just anything like that, it really makes my day and it doesn't happen very often. So don't assume that someone else is checking up on them. Take responsibility for that and do it first because checking up on your peers, it's the best way to make people feel loved. So just send them a text saying, hey, I'm thinking about you or, hey, like, what are you struggling with? Do you need to hang, do you need to spend time with someone? Do you need to hang out with me? Like, I would love to hang out with you, whatever, whatever. So that wraps up my podcast, I think. Um, I don't think there's anything else I forgot, but thank you so much for listening. Um, I can't believe I actually decided to make a podcast, but here we are, and I'm so thankful for it. Um, trying to think of, oh yeah, you can check out my Instagram if you want, if you want to get to know me better, it's jordanricker05, that's my Instagram account, all lowercase. Um, that's basically it though. Um, hopefully this is streaming on all platforms by when you're listening to this, I'm really hoping, but thank you so much. It means the world. Um, I'll see you next week.